I'm Sally Garozzo and welcome to the Menopause Mindset Podcast. This is the place to be to get some answers and to feel supported along this very bumpy journey. It's my mission to help perimenopausal women go from feeling anxious, alone and confused to feeling positive, informed and connected. So even though you might be at your wit's end right now, your menopause has the power to be so transformative that it can actually turn out to be one of the best times in your life. But did you know that menopause education is not just for the over 50s? The sooner we learn about it, the better. So please share this podcast with your 35 plus year old friends. I'm Sally Garozzo and I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, a singing teacher and a perimenopause coach and I cannot wait for you to get stuck into this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to episode four of the Menopause Mindset podcast. I nearly murdered him. This is the title of today's episode. So this is all about relationships. Now, if you listen to the last episode, you will have got the gist of what's going on here. So last episode, I spoke about the three pillars of menopause. So if any of these pillars are not intact or if they're not flourishing, we're going to have a tricky time. So what are the pillars? Just to recap quickly, Health and well-being, that's number one. Number two, safe and passionate intimate relationships. And number three, healthy finances, a healthy business life and a career that you really like. Those sorts of things. So today we're talking about pillar number two, relationships. Now I believe that in order to have a happy, healthy menopause, we need to have safe and passionate intimate relationships. Now, you might be thinking, well, I'm single. That's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't be single at perimenopause or that it's wrong to be single. But if you are in a relationship, those relationships need to be safe and they need to be passionate. Because without safety, we're going to be increasing our stress levels quite substantially. And with all of that cortisol and adrenaline going around the body, We're just going to feel worse in our menopause. We're going to be manifesting stress-like symptoms. We're going to be aggravating joints, muscles, gut health. Anxiety is going to be elevating. And we're just not going to feel like looking after ourselves. Or we're we're just not going to be motivated to look after ourselves at all. So we need to cultivate safe relationships, drama-free relationships that... Of course, there's going to be ups and downs. Every relationship has its ups and downs. But the predominant energy within your relationship has got to be safe, stable and secure. Now, relationships should also be passionate as well. And this tends to be the first thing that diminishes within a long term relationship. The passion tends to fall away. And the reason it falls away is because we become so comfortable with each other uh, and we need to relearn how to engage the passion within us. And actually, you know, reigniting the passion in a relationship is all about coming back to self-pleasure. So learning about pleasure, learning about why pleasure is so important, especially at menopause, hint, hint, it's got something to do with nitric oxide, then you can help yourself sail through your menopause much easier. 
But relationships tend to be either or. I know in my relationship, it's very, very safe. And sometimes, you know, the passion lacks. But in other relationships, it's very hot. It's very steamy. It's always, you know, they're always making up and breaking up, which is fun and exciting or not necessarily fun, but full of drama, full of intensity. But the safety's not there. They can't ever get anything done. They can't fulfill a business project. They can't do something from beginning to end because they're always distracted by this fieriness or this intensity or by fear. So it's so important to have safe and passionate relationships. So one of the ways we can learn to have both safe and passionate relationships is to learn a new way of communicating. And I learned this from Dr. Harville Hendricks, who's a relationship expert, a relationship psychologist, and he absolutely understands why we manifest certain types of relationships into our lives, because the relationship that we manifest into our lives is actually a reflection of the type of relationship that we might have had with a parent. And in the work that I do with the Rapid Transformational Therapy, it's so clear to see. People that come with relationship problems, they can't find a relationship, or they're always, they can't sustain a relationship, or they're struggling with their relationship. When we look back, we see that they've married their father or their mother, or they keep perpetuating relationships with men that have affairs. Maybe their dad had an affair or their mum had an affair. And what we do is we, we find partners who mirror a parent so that we, what we tend to do is we tend to try to fix the relationship in order to try to fix our relationship with our parents. But of course, it never works like that. So what we need to learn to do is, again, mature, grow up and learn a new way of communicating that is really sensible, you know, really based on not getting defensive, based on not fighting our corner, based on not trying to prove ourselves, based on based on love, based on compassion, based on understanding. And when both people do this type of communication, it makes the relationship really, really work. My partner and I are working through this at the moment and it's been an absolute game changer. So before I tell you what this communication is, of course you can read this for yourself as well, but I want to extract something that I learned from Harville Hendricks. This is about the power struggles and the cracks that usually start to appear in our long-term relationships. So when you're in a long-term relationship, eventually, or even a short-term relationship, but eventually a power struggle will appear. And this power struggle appears because we're not getting our needs met from the relationship in a very similar way that we perhaps didn't get our childhood needs met. So when we're children, we have a need for safety and security. We have a need for um, feeling the same as everybody else, so not feeling different, so to feel connected and to feel supported. And we have a need to be seen, we have a need to be validated, we have a need to feel important, like we matter. 
And often if those needs are not being met in our relationship, we start to act out that childhood pain. We start to act out this trauma in ways that often are unreasonable and often in ways that are really, really destructive to the relationship itself. So Harville Hendricks says that there's you, there's the other, and there is the relationship. And actually what you need to do is take yourself out of the equation and act in the best interest of the relationship. So let me go back to those power struggles. He talks about the the three different ways in which these power struggles manifest. So the first way is in the form of hot headed arguments. So you're always at each other's throats. One person is always trying to outdo the other person. One person is always trying to bring the other person down. And then the other person ends up being defensive and trying to fight their corner as well. So basically you're at loggerheads with the other person and it really doesn't work. And then what happens is one or both people end up kind of going cold on each other. And this is the second form of power struggle. This is in the form of going cold on each other. So here the relationship feels safe, but there's no passion. You're basically living separate lives. You might as well be best friends. You might as well be brother or sister. And you come together just for the sake of the finances or for the kids or for the domestic duties. And the third way that it shows up is that couples can't really find a way to exist. So either they're existing in stage one, which is constantly arguing, or they're existing in stage two, which is constantly going cold on each other, or they exist in stage three, which is where they decide to get divorced or break up because they believe that there's no way to fix the relationship. So what Harville Hendricks is saying is that you can come back from a broken relationship. You can come back from affairs. You can come back from hot and cold power struggles. Because there's a fourth way of being. And that is, this way is learning a new way of communicating that requires you to be calm, considerate and mindful. And I just want to talk here about the fact that it's really hard to be calm, considerate and mindful if you haven't got your health sorted out. So when we feel healthy, when we feel vibrant, when we're eating nutritious food, when we're getting the right sleep, when our stress levels are managed and when we are exercising well and we feel strong, we feel calm for the most part. And we're much able, more able to be mindful. We're much more able to elevate our consciousness so that we can second position ourselves, put ourselves in our partner's shoes or act from a place of prioritizing the relationship. This is why it's so important to sort your health out first, make your health a priority so that when it comes to working on your relationships, you're going to be much better equipped to deal with it. And before I talk about this fourth way of communicating, I just want to address something quite interesting here, especially as this is a menopause podcast. So usually the responsibility lands on the woman's shoulders to address a dying relationship. And usually men tend to look 
to their women for emotional maturity. So this is because women derive their sense of value from the success of their relationship. They are more motivated to want to heal their relationship. And men, generally speaking, seem to be really, really happy with things just ticking along, but women, not so much. Women usually, I say usually carefully, (laughs) it's usually the woman that wants more passion, that wants more va-va-voom, that wants more excitement, that wants more connection, that wants more intimacy in the relationship. Men tend to derive their sense of value from their careers and therefore are much more motivated to problem solve their jobs and their careers and their finances, whereas women, because they derive their sense of value from their relationships, are much more motivated to problem solve their relationships. So this is where there can be a disparity. Usually it's the woman that is pushing for change in a relationship and gets frustrated with the men because the men think, what do you mean? Everything's ticking along nicely. Like, what, what is wrong with you? I thought you were happy. And if you are coming across not happy in the relationship, men tend to feel quite rejected from this. They tend to feel quite hurt because it's their job from a, from an archetypal masculine point of view to make you happy, to provide, to be the hero in the story. So one of the ways that you can do this is to talk to your man as if he is that hero in the story. This will really bolster his ego and it will really motivate him to want to make you even more happy. Now, I've kind of gone on off on a bit of a tangential cycle here. I'm referring to the work of Laura Doyle here, and I will probably do a whole other podcast episode on this because it's really, really changed my relationship and the way that I communicate with my partner. And often if it goes wrong, I go back to what I learned with Laura Doyle. So I'm going to talk more about that. But I want to talk about this Imago method, this way of communicating that I learned from Dr. Harville Hendricks, because it really has the power to disseminate negativity and to get you out of those stalemate situations. So the first thing to do is when you have noticed that you're feeling a bit pissed off with something your partner's done, or there's something that you want to talk about, maybe a sensitive subject with your partner, Instead of just launching into it, he recommends that you actually make an appointment with your partner. So you say to your partner, when might be a good time to talk to you about X, Y, Z? And then if it's not now, you say when. So you write it in the diary. You get it scheduled in so that you know it's coming. And then what happens is, When you go to that appointment, you express the way that you feel about the situation. And the other person listening just has to listen. They're not allowed to pipe in. They're not allowed to put their opinion across. They're not allowed to put the way they feel across. They have to hear you. And something really magical happens. When you feel like you are being heard the worst part of you, quote unquote, the worst part of you doesn't need to act out. 
So what happens is when you are talking about a problem and you feel like you're being heard, the problem can, not always, but can dissolve. Just because you feel like you're being witnessed, you feel like you're being heard, you feel like you're being seen, again, coming back to those childhood needs, you're getting that need met. That need for being seen, witnessed, validated, noticed. And that makes you feel good. So it dissolves that feeling in your stomach, that feeling of frustration, irritability, defensiveness. Now, it's actually really difficult from the other person's point of view to not pipe up. And you will have to do this as well because, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. So after you've finished speaking, it's your partner's job to mirror back what they have heard. So rather than saying, well, I think this, they need to say to you, okay, so what I'm hearing is this. And then they mirror back to you what you have said. And it's so powerful when you hear that back, you're like, your, your muscles relax. The stress hormones relax because you're not fighting anymore. You're not having to defend yourself anymore. You're being seen, you're being heard. And then they say, have I got all of that? Is there anything else? And that's an invitation for you to expand on that. And then again, they repeat back to you. They say, is there anything else? And then you switch positions and they talk to you about how they feel and you mirror it back to them. And the most important part in all of this is that If their logic doesn't fit your logic, that's okay. It doesn't matter. You need to let go of the need for their logic to fit your logic. It's all about being quiet. It's all about surrendering. And it's all about putting the relationship first, not your needs. And it's about honoring their perspective, Actually, because when you, when you put the relationship first, your needs will be met. Eventually. <laughs> so it's about honouring their perspective, honouring their point of view and validating their point of view. Even if it makes no sense to you, you still have to validate it. Now, I'm not saying this is easy. When I do this with my partner, I have to take a lot of deep breaths, but I always feel more intimately connected with my partner after this kind of conversation. And I honestly believe that this really simple, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a really simple task, is the most powerful way of getting your relationships to become safe and passionate because we're dissolving our childhood programming we're growing up, we're taking responsibility, we are elevating our consciousness, we're acting from a place of love and compassion and surrender rather than those low vibrational places of defensiveness, frustration, self-righteousness and all of that stuff. So menopause offers us the opportunity to dig into this, 
to really overcome those power struggles that we can tend to experience during perimenopause, especially if we've been with our person for a significant amount of time. And if you are single, then it's really important, I think, to notice what your patterns are. Where do you throw the towel in? Do you throw the towel in just as the power struggle hits because you don't know any other way? But when we learn a new way of communicating, we learn that it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be frustrating. There is a way to move through it. And when there's a way to move through it, you know, we can have a happier, healthier menopause. Now, it's definitely worth addressing. If you've had some power struggles, if your relationship is not how you want it to be, it's definitely worth addressing. But don't think that you've got to do all of this all at once. I'm giving you an overview. And remember, you've got time. The perimenopause can last up to 10 years and you don't have to get it all done in one go. So the priority is really getting your health sorted, getting your health as close to sorted as you can. Obviously, you know, we are aging and so health is not going to be perfect But as long as we've got those four things in place that I spoke about in episode three, your sleep, your nutrition, your movement and your stress management techniques, then, you know, there's not much else you can do. Then once you feel calmer in yourself, you feel happier in yourself and your progress, you might want to move into the relationship aspect. But there is no rush. It's so important to be mentally, physically and emotionally ready for this work because it is potentially triggering and you are going to get it wrong a few times. Trust me, my partner and I have got it wrong quite a few times and you can end up at loggerheads. But the good news is we are stronger than ever. So we were actually supposed to be getting married on the 10th of April But because of the lockdown, that's not going to happen. So we are waiting until next year. But to be honest with you, I never thought we would be in a position to be married because we split up. We split up twice. There was a lot of stuff that I was going through as I personally was clearing out my emotional, mental and physical closet. I sort of threw the baby out with the bathwater, if if you know what I mean. (laughs) I threw a very good man out. And realising that was very humbling indeed. So I'm not saying that you should put up with a man or a partner if they are abusive and they have really bad addictions that are just, you know, not, not solvable without some kind of rehab. But there are certain things that we can do, that we can take responsibility for ourselves and That's all that we can ask of ourselves is to take the responsibility that we can implement the strategies that we can. Then we know that we just, you know, we can't do any more than that. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode four. I hope you've enjoyed it. So go ahead and download the how to create phenomenal self-esteem. That's a a little mini course that I've put together for you and it includes a hypnosis recording as well. And if you've got any kind of relationship blocks, it's definitely going to help with that. It's certainly going to help with confidence blocks as well. So the link to that will be in the show notes. But if you can't find it, just drop me an email, info at sallygarozzo.com. All right, ladies, have a good week ahead and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.